I say welcome to the show. This is Mike. Show is Let's Talk. Yeah, I think we need to do that. I think we need to have a dialogue. I think we need to open up our hearts and minds and talk. And I'm not surprised that more people aren't doing that. I'm not surprised they're going after a president. This is incredible. I've never seen such fear because that's why they're doing it. It's out of fear. Our country is dysfunctional. That whole dilemma, that whole thing that they're putting that man through and and his um, colleagues and so forth, that's just, no, uh-uh, no. This wokeism, political correctness, you know, gender stuff, dealing with the kids on that level, drag queen shows and books and libraries that don't belong there, just watched a video yesterday of a man got up. I can't remember the name of the book, and I'm sorry. I, I am sorry. I don't remember the name of the book. But it apparently had sexual connotations, if not outright. I didn't wasn't able to read an excerpt from the book. Anyhow, this man gets up in the middle of the board meeting. To, you know, he's going to speak his piece. And when he starts reading and talking... It took no time for a police officer to cross over across the room, it's all on video, and escort the man out of the, out, escort him out. I'm sorry, I thought freedom of speech and, you know, expressing your ideas and concerns, that's what a board meeting is for, right? But apparently that's no longer, well, you know what, it hasn't been the case in a long time. That's the worst part of it. In a long time. Since this man has entered the White House and the rest of his libtard cronies, the alphabet soup group, the whole nine yards, Antifa, whatever you want, all of it together or individually is just absolute evil dysfunction. It, it, the more you read, the more you go, what in the Sam Hill is this all about? <laughs> it's just, you know, I'm not surprised. I talk about politics and religion, as you know. By the way, this episode this is called Memories of Yesteryear. Memories of Yesteryear. Do you remember that? Yesteryear? Not yesterday, yesteryear. Yesterdecade, I should say, for some of us, right? Those of us that go past the... 2000 mark. <laughs> anyway, memories of yesteryear, politics and religion, because, and, and the state of affairs for the world. If you're not aware of what's going on, you got a lot of questions, and I get it. Well, I'm hoping and I'm praying that this show leads you to an understanding, maybe motivates you, hopefully, it motivates you to. Seek out their scriptures and, and, and the Lord our God and, and see what he has. See what he says. I think you'd be surprised and pleasantly uh, uh, it, it would be, yeah, great experience. So with that being said, let's say our prayer. Father God, there's <laughs> just absolute insanity down here, Lord. Every corner you turn, every page, every channel, that you listen to, that we listen to, is just insane, you know, dysfunction, evil. 
evil, tyrannical, just, you know, uncompassionate, unloving, uncaring, regardless of their words, Lord. We see their deeds and their actions. We see, Lord, as do you, the fruit of the tree. We know, Father God, that the fruit of your tree is the tree of life. Eternal life with you in your kingdom, where we will be allowed to eat. And we will be allowed to drink from the pure rivers that flow from your throne. And best of all, Lord, we'll be with you, be with your Son, and be with the Holy Spirit. In body, spirit, and mind. We just pray for that day, Lord. We just look forward to that, Lord. That's our goal, Father. The race we, the, the race we run, which we will win, because you won, Jesus. And in your name, Lord Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. First scripture, and it's, guess what? I didn't put down where I got it from because I want you to figure it out. I want you to look it up. And this is what it says. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Find out where that's from. Interesting, a lot of people say, well, what was it? Total darkness and in heaven and so forth, you know, or where God was? No, 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 no. Because the glory of God is the, you know, we won't <laughs> technically need the sun anymore because we'll have the glory of God. We'll light our day and so forth and so on. No, 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 no. There was always God's light because God is light. No darkness. This is the creation of the sun. Our, our daily light. That's what that is. This story I'm going to read to you is way more dangerous than it seems. All right? I want you to understand, now that we're into this rat race to the presidency in 2024, the Republican Party kicked off their campaign or open campaign, whatever they call it, uh, convention or something yesterday, debating. Everybody's up there. They got a female. I forgot her name, but they got a female. So... Push comes to shove. These are the individuals that the Republican people, or they feel themselves actually, that they should be able to run. Well, Trump's, you know, Trump's there. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of these individuals on that stage last night don't want Trump gone. because I think he honestly stands in their way. But with that being said, this individual, this Vivek Ramaswamy, he's a long shot, truly is. But something he said, now he's not a Christian. Don't let him fool you. Something he said is the key. If he says nothing else, this is key. He said in an interview that the United States should reduce its aid to Israel. So in the interview, um, he says that Israel should no longer get more aid than its Middle Eastern neighbors after 2028. And that's when the current 
agreement or whatever monetarily, which is like $38 billion or something, when that agreement comes to an end. So he wants the money spread out. Here's the problem, folks. Here's the problem. The people that he wants to start giving money to are Israel's arch enemies. Been, been that way since time immemorial. Immemorial? Whatever. And, you know, so you want to cut the aid to Israel. I, I guess apparently not completely, but enough to where Israel would really be in a bind. Because they don't use the money necessarily for their country, so to speak. They use a lot. A lot of that money goes towards their military, which they need to keep, you know, up to date and so forth and so on. Like I said, they're surrounded by their enemies. And this guy wants to take that away. How much he said doesn't matter. The point is he wants to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Israel is our only friend over there, true friend. Well, unless you're Biden. We'll get to that story in a little while. Anyways, they're our only true ally. You want to cut that off? India, moving along, has landed. Well, they've done something no other country in the world has done. They landed their spacecraft near the moon's south pole. Apparently, that's never been done before. They, uh, you know, they're up there looking for water and stuff and whatever. But the point is, this land lander it had a rover inside it, touched down, um, and it was just applause and cheers. NASA called and said, hey, congratulations, you know. This is something we, Russia and China, have not ever done. So they're on the side of the moon, I guess the dark side of the moon, and they're going to be looking at things from that perspective. Well, we'll see what comes up. So if you remember a while ago, I talked about this uh, individual um, who was the chief of this Wagner group, Prigozim, I think is how it goes. But anyways, uh, he led a rebellion, a very quick one, okay, against Putin because he wasn't impressed with what Putin, he, you know, he just felt the whole thing was a sham. Putin made all the wrong decisions, and there was, you know, evidence to back that sort of claim up. The other thing is, <clears throat> apparently where he was located at this given time before he marched on Moscow, and he had a considerable force went with him, um, totally believing in what he says. A little bit on the radical side. Anyway, his location was bombed. They, you know, oh, sorry, we made a mistake. You know what the funny thing is with the technology today? Mistakes aren't really a thing. They don't happen. So he <laughs> took it upon himself to march on Moscow. Someplace along the line, there was contact between him and the Kremlin, and he he ditched the effort. He, he you know, went in another direction and supposedly was, I heard, uh, put into exile, so to speak. Well, here's the news. So Yegeni Prag Pragozin is dead. 
he was on a uh, he was on a plane on its way from Moscow to Petersburg, St. Petersburg, and the plane went down. I saw the video, um, and it's it's really clear, detailed video, and you can see the plane coming down out of the sky, you know, nose diving, with a trail of smoke, and then people went to the crash site, and there you see the crash site. It burning like crazy, you know. So the moment that the plane started to descend and then the result, he's dead. He's dead. His followers aren't yet buying it. And, of course, there's always the, you know, okay, what comes next kind of thing because I got to say, or ask, you know, Tell me this doesn't have a, a hit written all over it, all right? He was a, a, a definite thorn in, in Putin's side, and Putin got rid of him. I wouldn't doubt that that's the case. We'll have to see. So what we have now, moving along, is, is Uncle Joe up there in the White House. They're already gearing up for a new COVID restriction in the fall. This, like, we didn't see this one coming. Right now, I read yesterday one of the doctors and/or scientists of group said this is nothing more than a cold, a bad cold. But they are already working on gearing it up to be the next pandemic, and everything they learned from the first pandemic has been fine-tuned, and now it's going to be presented. And what are you going to do about it? The TSA and Border Patrol have claimed that they've been getting prepared also for a new COVID lockdown, including masks and boosters and social distancing. And they're estimating this will start sometime between September or October. Now, within hours of this all breaking, the news media already took it upon themselves. Oh, oh, it's bad. It's going to, oh, the death rate. Oh, oh. Kaka, kaka, kaka. <laughs> Don't believe it. It's a crock of shit. This is a crock of shit. And if you're going to eat shit, you're going to talk shit. You know, this is just another attempt from the cronies from the evil bastards that run this country and the world to shut us up, to shut us down, to make us go away. Uh-uh, not having it. Not having it. Not, not me. Oh, no, no, no. Can't happen, Captain. No, 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 no. So whatever we believe and we know the truth, they've established already that a new pandemic fear campaign must be launched. Oh, yeah, we got to get this one out the door. Get it started, folks. You know what's going to be the end result in, in a certain respect? They're going to uh, reintroduce universal mail-in ballots. Uh-huh. They're the ones that got Biden in the White House. And they're the ones that we see these mules, they call them, dropping off a bunch of ballots in the boxes. Wait a minute. It, no, that's not how this works. And they're over here going after Trump and his, his colleagues 
because they wanted more uh, a more definitive result or count or recount or a looking into the matter. But because they can't believe the truth, they won't believe the truth because they're doomed for God's charcoal pile forever. This is the game they're playing. And we, you and me, are their frickin' guinea pigs. Well, let me tell you something. I'm no guinea pig. Okay? I'm a guinea, because <laughs> I'm Italian. Dude, that wasn't politically correct at all, was it? Anyways, I'm a child of God. I'm an heir to the throne. I have and will have the right to sit on the throne with Jesus. He said it himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not having it. Not as a child of God, I'm not. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. No. I got a little more. More bad news from that putz in the White House. Let's, just, let's see. What did I write here? Oh, violation of the Second Amendment. After 122 gun dealers were stripped of their license by the ATF. Hey, what in the... Yeah. Gun dealers have lost their licenses this year at an unprecedented rate. Sorry for all the sound effects. They're in place of bad words. <laughs> so anyways, I'm, you know, and of course the critics are accusing them of, you know, obviously undermining the Second Amendment. Last year, it was 90. In 2021, it was 27. And then, watch how it goes up. 81 dealers. Now we're up to 122. I want you to do yourself a favor, just and just listen to me for a minute. If you're a Democrat, and you vote and believe Democrat. I want you to do this one thing. If nothing else, look at how it worked out for people that gave up their weapons. There's plenty of uh, videos and stuff and sound bites on the internet of individuals that lived in certain countries where they had no right to bear arms. And they did everything and anything they could to get to this country. Why would that be? Why would they want to come here so bad that they risk life and limb to get here? All right? They leave whatever palsy amount of whatever they had, just leave it, walk out the door, take what you can carry, that's it. And down the road they go to hopefully this country. That's their goal. Why would that be? Why is there a statue in the harbor of New York City? In case you didn't know it, it's called Lady Liberty. Technically, the Statue of Liberty. Why would that be so in, such an important part of the New York Harbor? Because of what she represents. And it used to be what this country represented. Look and see what happened to the Indians. Gave up their guns. Where are they? 
folks, you know, <laughs> well, enough said. Got to move on. Let's move on to Genesis. Yeah. Genesis 12. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That goes back to that guy that's running for president. This is why our country's in the shithole it's in now. Because of our foreign policy with Israel. Our intention. Don't, don't, don't listen to them. Watch them. They'll show you what they're up to. They'll show you what they're going to do and what they are doing. And that, that's not the blessing part of that verse. No, it's not. Uh-uh. Nope. You know, all this stuff with Trump and, the, you know, his... Uh, associates. I couldn't... So, Rudy Giuliani, he delivered a seething rant as he went to surrender in that Georgia election case fiasco. You know, why are these judges all... That's another thing. They're all a bunch of hook and cronies. Why is nobody putting an end to this? Look at the... You know what? The, the amount of energy and thought and action that they put into this and killing children and indoctrinating children and taking away our rights, all those kinds of things. If they put that kind of friggin' energy into making this country better... Two, uh, three seventy nine a gallon, right? Milk's five friggin' dollars. Eggs are out. Forget eggs. I got chickens, <laughs> and they all finally started laying. So I'm looking at probably nine to ten chickens every day, or uh, eggs every day. And you know what the good part of that is? I got nine chickens out there that'll one day be on the table. Point served, right? Why do you bother having chickens? I mean, look at all the work. Yeah, but look at the re look at the reward. So anyway, Rudy Giuliani, I always liked that guy. He told uh, reporters that this whole thing is enemies of the republic, and he also reminded them, "We're going to come for you." Ooh, ooh. Enemies of the Republic, destroying our rights, our sacred rights. You know what else he said? And this is, this is great. This is absolutely great. He said, I'm the same Giuliani that took down the mafia. Ooh, 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 yeah. <laughs> took down the mafia, and he did. I come from New York, Right? And I saw it happen. We used to go down there, my dad and I, on, you know, shopping trips. Well, they were shopping trips for all the ladies on the bus, but me and my dad being about the only two guys, we just took the opportunity for a cheap bus ride down and back to go down and hang around in the city for a while. Anyway, <coughs> and I saw, I saw the likes of the area where you see the ball drop that used to be Porn City. I mean, you talk about Las Vegas being Sin City. That was Sin Street. And there was more of them, you know. But anyways, and I literally saw the transition because of the different times we went on trips down there 
either for the shopping thing or the baseball games we went down there, you know. So, and we would always try to manage to have time to go to that section of the town, look around, maybe get something on the cheap or whatever. So anyway, and I literally saw that over time, and it didn't take long, that these, uh, you know, peep show stores and all this other kind of adult entertainment stuff were gone. Gone. And in the beginning, it was just empty store space, but then corporations came in, took up the space, and we can thank Rudy Giuliani for doing that. Thank you, Rudy. We pray for you. Now, you know, Joe Biden decided... <laughs> should have called this Biden show. Joe Biden's decided that instead of making a comment or having something to say about the fires over there in Maui, nah, he just chilled out on the beach eating ice cream, lounging in his lounge chair. Him and the frickin' ice cream. The total number of people missing, missing, not dead, missing, is over a 1,000. The death count right now, and it's rising, so as of yesterday, it was like 115. They'll be releasing the names shortly. It's just part of the biggest problem, I think, is trying to get past all the wreckage, all the, you know, just, it was like, a you know, an inferno went through. Well, it was an inferno went through there. They were talking temperatures well up around 1,000 degrees or even more. I've read a couple of reports. This was the deadliest, deadliest fire, this kind of thing, in our nation's history. And Libtard Joe is lounging on the beach eating ice cream. You know what he said when he finally showed up? The pe when he showed up in Hawaii, what, days later or whatever it was, they, <laughs> the Hawaiian people weren't having it. They were lined all along the streets with Trump signs, go back, all kinds of, <laughs> you know, language, as well as, you know, hand language, sign language, all this as his motorcade is, you know, coming through. So he's there talking to a, a whoever. Anyways, he tries, you know, how he always tries to say, oh, I remember in the day, yeah, my grandpa, yeah, or I remember doing, and it's all a crock of crap, you know, cow dung. Anyhow, so once again, he opens his freaking mouth, <laughs> And he tries to compare a kitchen fire, which was so totally contained, it's not even funny. They called the fire department. They were there in no time flat that it was probably a grease pan fire, you know, all right, which never got past the kitchen at all, not even close. And he uses that to, as a relation to, or, you know, relating to them. What? what? <laughs> Stop it. The devil's got to go. He's got to go. I mean to tell you, him, her, the whole bunch of them. Psalms 1 through 41. Ooh, this is a long one. Not really. What have I got? Six verses. <laughs> you got scared, huh? 
Psalms 141. The headline says, The way of the righteous and the end of the ungodly. Oh, okay. This should be good. What have I got here? Psalms. One. Okay, it's a different one. Never mind. Starts off like this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. These scriptures I bring to you, compliments on that one of the King James Bible. But anyway, it doesn't matter which one you read in, in certain respects because the word of God is the word of God. It's not going to change. And he's telling us pretty plain right there the way of the righteous and what their rewards even here on earth are going to be. And then, of course, in the end, we'll be with him forever. And then, of course, he goes on to say, but what about the ungodly? What about the unrighteous? What about individuals? I'm going to name names. No, I won't. I think you know who they are. You'll know them by their fruits. Moving on, Iran's defense ministry. This is, this is important now. You might, well, Iran's way over there. Yeah, but Iran's also in the Bible, Persia. And Iran is going to flex some military might here shortly. So Iran's defense ministry unveiled a drone on Tuesday claiming that the aircraft is capable of staying airborne for 24 hours and has the range to reach the country's arch enemy. Guess who? Israel. But here's the problem. Biden has been unfreezing billions of dollars in Iranian assets. This goes back to the hostage crisis, if not before. And this is one of the many factors as to why this terror state is not only surviving, but thriving. I'm telling you, folks. So now they got the bank account opened up on our behalf, you know, from us. But they've been dealing with Russia and China. Remember, I just said to you in a few shows back that Russia, China, uh, Russia and Iran are have made a deal with Saudi Arabia and China brokered the deal. Those are just, that's not good. This is an illustration. I'll give you an illustration. The attack dog willing to launch itself over the edge of a cliff as it seeks to devour a burdened flight. Iran is a nation that's fueled solely by hate. And that, that in the end, is going to prove to be its undoing. But before that day, 
they are seeking to do, and they will do, much damage not only to the world, but primarily to the Jews. Genesis 16.12 says this, And he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. This is somewhat of a, a genealogy thing. So remember, Abraham was promised, you know, and that, that promise came through Isaac, but Abraham had um, relations with Sarah's handmaiden, and Ishmael came from that. And of course, God said, you also will prosper, but he made it clear that it will be Isaac that the promise goes to. Then the same thing happened when Jacob was born, Isaac's first son, Jacob. Well, guess what? Jacob was a part of a twin, and the twin was Esau. And God says, I hated Esau before he was even born, but Jacob I loved. So there's predestination for you. But anyways, so with that being said, Esau populated this group they're talking about a wild man, and every hand will be against him, and so forth. But it will be done in the presence of his brethren. So the Jews are his stepbrothers, if you will. So at some point, like I was saying, as I read Bible prophecy, all right, and this you can find particularly in the book of, uh, give me a second, Ezekiel. Iran's going to advance from being a semi-kind-of-somewhat-comical-tiny nation into a full-blown threat to the Jews and Israel itself as a whole. As I said, they signed military and economic agreements with Russia, Saudi Arabia, brokered by China. They also got an agreement with China. On January 1st, 2020, our very first news story was war games between three nations. This is when Iran finally stopped being alone. Well, I got to say, as I always, I got to say, you know, your Bible is quite clear when it tells you that while man has been given dominion over the earth, He's in no way authorized or empowered to exert dominion in outer space. We got to be real careful with this exploration into space and what we claim that's ours. And always remember one thing overall. This is just a little, little something. Always remember, if it seems too good to be true, as in their message and offerings, it probably is. In fact, most of the time it is. It's too good to be true. So you got to keep your mind or keep your eye on the ball, as they say, and be ready for what Scripture says is going to happen. I'm back. It was like three hours. Oh, my gosh. Had to go to Walmart. Oh, Oh, no, not that. 
I'd rather go, I don't know where else, but any place. Anyway. Uh, so, you know, the big thing is, it's just the time, traffic. And everybody, you know, in the store pushes a cart like they drive a car, which they don't know how to do. <laughs> Anyways, um, I thought I, re I thought I downloaded a song, and I guess I didn't, so I'm just going to keep moving along, singing my song, Walking in a Winter Wonderland. You know, the bottom line always comes down to one thing, and one thing only, our desire. Is our desire, as the book says, I read this book, oh, jeez, long, long time ago. It's called The Desire of Ages. It's by Ellen White, and I, I didn't know at the time. She's a hardcore, uh, what do you call it? Mm, yeah, okay, hang on now, it's going to come. Seventh-day Adventist, Jehovah's Witness kind of thing. Anyways, with that being said, it was an excellent book. Very well written, as in a, many times, a first person or no more than a second person sort of account, or not sort of an account, an account of the uh, circumstances and so forth surrounding the birth of Jesus. It was a great book. So, with that being said, hang on now, I'm multitasking. Give me, I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Got it. <laughs> Put an air pressure up. I think the point I'm trying to make in regards to so many things to kind of bring it together is that if our desire, if our wanting, if our, uh, you know, the Bible calls it longing like it was a, a woman. Well, they, they refer to wisdom as a woman. And so, you know, Solomon said close to his death, if he had known what he knew then, you know, at the time coming up, he's going to die. What he didn't know you know, in the beginning, he would have done life different. And the main difference would be the inclusion or <laughs> the more focused on wisdom. Because there, you can't, you cannot, folks, find another book, another writing, another reading, other than the Bible, that's going to tell you exactly what's going on, what happened in the past, who, where, what, and why, and the our current time and our future. The key to all that, what I just said, and, and so forth and whatnot, is, again, your desire, your motivation to seek out, to bother to care, so forth and so on, all of that about the Word of God. Because if that isn't in your heart, that that's not your motivating factor. You can get lost, and it's not a good thing. Not at all. It, trust me when I tell you, experience counts. So let's look at Psalms. Moving along, getting back to the show. Psalms 19. No, I'm sorry. Psalms 191. Wow, that's a big one. Way in there. The heavens. Oh, you know what? Hang on. That's why I got that. Oh, yeah, right there. 
Bam! Here we go. This is out of the complete Jewish Bible. Psalms chapter 19 for the leader, a Psalm of David. So it's definitely a song. And it starts off like this. Psalms chapter 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. The dome of the sky speaks the works of his hands. Every day it utters speech. Every night it reveals knowledge. Without speech, without a word, without their voices being heard, their line goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them, he places a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom from the bridal chamber, with delight like an athlete to run his race. It rises on one side of the sky, circles around to the other side, and nothing escapes its heat. The Torah, the law of Adonai, is perfect, restoring the inner person. The instruction of Adonai is sure, making wise the thoughtless. These are the things that are important to meditate, to, you know, delve into deeper. We're, what, we're, what we're reading is that the very creation of God itself declares his glory. That's right. When you look at the dome of the sky, whether it be daytime or nighttime, nighttime is, you know, obviously you got stars and stuff to look at and planets sometimes. Got the moon for sure. But anyways, they speak the works of his hands. It utters speech, and every night it reveals knowledge. But even without the speech, the line, their line, this represents... <laughs> When God spoke creation, okay, there's something that we don't know technically about. But it is believed that in his very words, the resonance, the resonance, the sound, the syllable, the articulation, all of that carried within it not only the authority and the justification and the will but the lifelong power to maintain, to keep as he created it. No alterations, no differences. And there's this power that's in all of creation. Now, I'm talking about like the Star Wars Force thing, although I guess you could make a, a connection, but I'm not. And it holds everything together like a gel, you know? It, it, nothing can escape it. That's the creation. That's what we just read about. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm going to read you a Native American proverb real quick. Ready? Never follow a leader who is more in love with power than people. <laughs> I don't think I need to say more. Childhood past. So this is the memories of yesterday, yesteryear, Right? You remember the story of the three pigs and the big bad wolf? The, the wolf, if you don't remember it, went to each pig's house one after another and said, little pig, little pig, let me in. And of course, when they refused, he said, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. 
He did the first two houses. They were made out of stick and straw and whatnot. But the last house was made out of brick. And nope, done deal for the wolf. In Matthew 7, 15, Jesus talks about another kind of wolf. He says, Matthew 7, 15, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You see, a false prophet is exactly like, you know, what Jesus is saying. We can see that they are exactly like a wolf in disguise. They're looking to destroy and scatter. You know, if a wolf comes into the flock, the sheep scatter. And, of course, the slowest one or whatever is the one the wolf will definitely get. But either way, Jesus gives this analogy. These are the kind of people that have what you could call a self-appointed ministry. Yeah, they don't they may have a degree or a certificate, but they're kind of really on the outwards of uh, any doctrine or theology, but they got the certificate. So they go with that. And people unfortunately go with them, you know. And cause, but all they're doing is leading you astray. When somebody says, God spoke to me directly, that can intimidate a lot of people. This man, oh, wow, this guy's hearing from God. And, of course, what's the response most of the time? I don't want to oppose God. <laughs> so they open themselves to the false teaching. Somebody said in the New Testament concerning Jesus and what they were going to do about him, the bottom line was, yeah, we're going to do this, that, and the other thing, but what if he really is the Son of God? You know, Pilate kind of expressed that sort of emotion, too, when he was trying to figure out why they wanted to kill this guy when he said, I find no fault. Remember the curse that Paul announced in Galatians 1, 6 through 9? On anyone who would pervert the gospel of Jesus Christ. This was serious stuff, people. They didn't take this as a money-making scheme. They didn't look at this as some way to get a free meal. Hey, baby, what's going on? Five nation to Madison. 35, you said, right? Yes. Okay. Needing my phone. She's making a donation to our granddaughter's cause. Um, so anyways. So... With that being said, I think we can understand the seriousness of what they were talking about. Number one, the legitimacy of their story. Over 500 people saw Jesus after the resurrection. I would say that's a little more than 12 guys, or 11 actually, Judah committed suicide. I, you know, so, you know, I'm going with the 500. Plus... I'm going with other scantily available documents of private people, including Pilate, who mention and talk about Jesus after, and including information about after the resurrection. The whole thing stinks of a conspiracy. Bribe the guards, shoo people away, don't let nobody near it after they find out that it's empty. So, you know... Was it a made-up story or did it happen? You're damn right it happened. Jesus warns the church at Phaetria, Tyr, I butcher it again, against the one who calls herself a prophetess. 
He labels her Jezebel. That's evil, wicked. Trust me when I tell you. Read the story of Jezebel, her and her husband Ahab, which is, again, you know, the evil wife. In 1 Kings, you can find it, by the way. But she mixed the true worship of God with the worship of Baal, which also included gross sexual, gross sexual immorality. You see how this goes? These people are out to take everything you have. Like Jesus says, they prey on the widow. Take her for all she's got and move on. A lot of people mix Christianity today, the same thing, with occultism. You got a bazillion New Age churches, crystal churches, all that kind of stuff. Remember the Crystal Cathedral? Who was that guy? I think he was in Santa Monica right off the freeway. Anyway, then he literally had this huge crystal cathedral. You got Eastern religions, so they believe it's okay to be Christian and be a Zen Buddhist or to worship Christ and use transcendental meditation. These are all Satan's efforts. Same thing with the extraterrestrials and those guys. Same thing, Satan. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, listen, this is how you get through this. One of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is the discerning of spirits, which is the ability to tell between things that are spiritually true and or false. The ability, listen here, to test all things, and it's, it finishes, hold fast what is good. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5. So when we learn, the more we grow, the more we desire, the more we learn how to discern. And I'm not saying to be judgmental. No, no, I'm not saying that. But I'm saying don't be gullible. Just because some guy wears a collar or is on a radio TV, writes a book, whatever, blah, blah, all this charisma, doesn't mean anything about his spiritual connection in reality. Well, at least towards the Lord. He's got a spiritual connection, but, you know, it's not coming from God or any of his. So we have all this, again, and don't forget, uh, Satan used scripture to tempt Christ. He knows scripture, folks. Don't be fooled. You see, they don't really come as a wolf, right? We know that. But they disguise themselves as sheep. They don't growl. No, no. They don't say that. But they claim to come in the name of God, and they speak. Listen to this one I got. Christianese. They say all the right words at all the right time. They act all the right ways at all the right time. But it's actually no different than Satan masquerading as an angel of light. That's scripture. So how do you tell if somebody's a false prophet? Well, the number one test comes from Moses. Yeah, Moses. Got to go way back to then. It says... And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which, is, which the Lord has spoken? And Moses answers, when a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet spoke it presumptuously. Don't be afraid of him. In essence, the bottom line is, 
their fruit. Their fruit. Paul says their message, these false prophets, is going to spread like a cancer. But they have all this influence. They have all this audience. They have all these people that follow them. Never looking through the people. Never trying to see it from the outside. Am I making the right choice? Am I doing the right thing? Those are the questions you got to be asking yourself. Those are the questions that matter. Not how good I look when I go to church. Nothing about the stage show or anything like that. You know what? That's fluff. That, that relies on your physical emotions. And it, it riles them up, gets them all excited and happy. Oh, this is God. Look at all these people. Oh, my gosh. And I'm part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Lord says that the gates in the mouth of hell has to be widened because there's so many people going in there. they got to make more room for them to get through and get in, like it or not. He doesn't say that about heaven. So the wolves are out there dressed like sheep, and they're trying to get inside you, your spiritual house, your sanctuary, and upend everything. If you can help it at all, don't let them in in the first place. I mean, yeah, okay, right? Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes, like I've said before, you got to make hard choices. You got to, some people will no longer be in your life. Places you used to go to and participate in and with and whatnot will no longer be. I mean, it, it's a whole change of life. But the difference in that life is your position with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You might call it a bunch of hoo-ha. Oh, that's, you know, that doesn't mean. But, you know, when you read the book and you take a, just a scant look even at history, you're going to see that what I've told you all along is true. And that doesn't mean that I am some kind of prophet. I never claimed it, and I won't. I know the difference. I don't make those kinds of predictions. I go with what Scripture tells me, period. I don't stray off. And that's that. If I read something by a different author, or if I'm scanning a, another translation for whatever reason, I'm always leery about doing that. Because you can get lost. It happened to me one time. And folks, I'll tell you, don't ever think it can't happen to you. Because for whatever reason, God could let it happen. Psalms 19, back to that again, we read more about Adonai, or God. Always remember this. The mitzvah of Adonai is pure, enlightening the eyes. The mitzvah, the law, the rule, the voice of Adonai, his very being, pure, gives sight to the blind, the crippled, lame can walk. The deaf can hear. Is that not a God of love? <laughs> i got to be honest with you. And it doesn't cost you, you know, it's not about your insurance company 
or anything of that nature. No, not even close. That's out of love. And it's pure, unadulterated. Gonna let you go, folks. I don't know if I got a song for you by this time or not. I don't think so. So we're going to cut loose. God bless you, everyone. I'm so glad you listened to the show. If you want to get in touch with me, it's Let's Talk Mike one at gmail.com. Let's Talk M-I-K-E, the number one at gmail.com. Goodbye, folks. God bless. <laughs>